was Brillig, and the slidey toes did Gyra and Gimble. Twas Brillig, and the slidey toes did Gyra and Gimble. <laughs> Old Mimsy were the burrogoves and the moon rats out gray. Old Mimsy were the burrogoves and the moon rats out gray. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today we've got a bizarre episode for you. Sarah and I are talking about a 1966 television film, another adaptation of Through the Looking Glass, but this one is different. The last one we talked about was a poorly crafted BBC film, so while the special effects weren't great, the acting was good, and it was still totally watchable. I cannot say the same for this unfortunate adaptation. This one is so bad, I originally considered not re-releasing this episode, and instead recording a whole brand new podcast about it with Nikki from Trivial Theater. She loves terrible old films, and I thought this one would make for a hilarious conversation. But Nikki and I are already working on a whole bunch of upcoming episodes for both my podcasts, including a couple that are coming very soon, so I decided to re-release this original review from Sarah and I. Nikki and I could potentially come back to this one in the future. I still think it would make for a good conversation. But for now, you'll just have to settle for Sarah and me being utterly baffled by the bewildering choice to make Through the Looking Glass into a 1960s variety show slash sitcom. Yes, this is truly as bizarre as it sounds. Oh, there you are! It's about time! How do you like my forest? It's just for girls, you know. Just for girls? We don't allow boys in here. Why not? Well, they can go to their own forest. This one is strictly for us girls. You see? It's all done. Oh, you mean the girls have a pink forest and the boys have a blue one? Of course. What did you think they'd have? Green? How come you're allowed in a pink forest? I thought it was only for girls. Well, it is, but uh, we just want to see how the other half lives. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to Wonderland Wednesday. We're talking today about the 1966 version of Through the Looking Glass, and this was not what I thought it was going to be. It turned out to be a very weird, almost bad fan fiction version of the story. Uh, once again, Lewis Carroll was rolling in his grave as this was played on the internet. It is one of the cheesiest things I have ever seen. Cheesy hardly begins to describe it. It was just terrible. We did it for the cause, not for the pleasure. And we actually skipped a lot of it, which we don't normally do, but it was absolutely peppered with unnecessary uh, Broadway-esque musical numbers. Bad Broadway-esque musical numbers. 
there was, I would say, at least a third of the film was these <laughs> terrible songs that... Had little or nothing to do with... Yeah, they, they really had very little to do with the story. They were just there to, I don't know, maybe showcase the talents of the actors. And that was about it. It was, it was bad enough that we decided to start skipping the songs. It started out really decently because it's a modern take. She's in an Alice-type outfit, but modern for the time. And she's bored because her parents are having a party and she's not supposed to be in on it. And her father encourages her to go play chess, amuse herself, and he'll pop in on her. Okay. It, seem, so it seems like yeah. it's setting it up to for her to have the whole chess-themed thing going on. You would think. Uh, then the Red King shows up, and it's all downhill from there. Yeah, he comes into the real world first, which is out of left field, because she goes into the looking glass before things start getting weird. But no, I he comes in there first. I would have been fine with that if it hadn't quickly transitioned into a cheesy number and dialogue that had absolutely nothing to do with the book. This is mm -hmm. a strange story, a fun story. Stick with it. But no. Yeah. This this video could sound like a whole reel of whining about how <laughs> terrible this was. We'll, we'll try not to go too crazy here. But there really was very little to redeem it. They had certain people on it that we recognized. Uh, the lady from who played Mrs. Snow and was on, on the 1960s version of Pollyanna. I've seen her in a a crime film with uh, Lauren Bacall. And I'll find a picture of her and put her name in the in the video because she's she was a big actress in that time. She played in a lot of. Yes. Disney films, so we recognized her immediately. Jimmy Durante, the Smothers Brothers. Lots of big name actors and singers and dancers from the 60s. And basically, I think they just envisioned this as a way to have people be able to sing and dance for an hour and a half. It was, it was a very weird TV movie. He quickly became annoyed because there was a laugh track and applause. Yeah, it was so strange. A laugh track in Alice in Wonderland. It made no sense. It, it I, really cheesified it. I could understand if this was a live play and you had children giggling in the audience or something. It was like a sitcom. It was basically like you would imagine if Alice in Wonderland was turned into a sitcom. But not funny. Yeah, but not funny. <laughs> the basic plot that they chose to give it was that the Jabberwocky had taken over the land and they didn't have power and Alice, she was brave even though she has no machete or gun or anything, she's willing to stand up to the Jabberwocky and she wants to become a queen and they encourage, they tell her, they encourage her, they tell her where to go to become a queen. Along the way she meets elements of Wonderland, the talking flowers. Jimmy Durante as Humpty Dumpty. The Smothers Brothers as Tweedledee and Tweedledum. One of the things that they injected in here was 
a Lester the Jester. Yeah. Which we have managed to piece together was a doll that she says she lost and he is helping guide and protect her in this land. Through very bad visual effects. In the end, she has her doll back, but he helps to protect her from the Jabberwocky, who appears throughout the film, who also has no weaponry whatsoever. And he is just sort of threatens her, looking menacing, and that's about it. Kind of like a cheesy little boy, and his horns are quite wobbly. They're, they're made out of basically know, this, something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> basically, this Jabberwocky looks like a really bad doctor who villain from that time he looks like he could be some iteration of the master mixed with a devil beast i don't know it's a very bad costume very bad makeup i don't know what that means but if you know doctor who then you know what he's talking about either way it was a poor costume and a cheesy role yeah she gets to oh we should inject that they decided to have her path blocked she's following these roads like she's dorothy from oz and the they're like gold like roads of well gold. one of them was looked like granite they said it was blue but it was gray thank you very much maybe it was blue in real life i don't know along the way all of these and you're warned ahead of time by the flowers kind of all of these brooms pop up in her path and the witch from snow white the witch from sleeping beauty and the witch from hansel and gretel three witches all appear to menace her and block her path and they're and really nothing else <laughs> they're they're offering her the sort of their weapons of choice you know when you like an apple when you like to make some it was needlework or something. i don't know it was just why was this here it made no sense but she was brave and she stood up to them and so they got scared and disturbed and they went away and that was that was all they did how would you like a nice big red Juicy apple! <laughs> Here is a beautiful silver thimble and a needle. Wouldn't you like to sew a fine seam? <laughs> you must be very hungry, my dear. How would you like a nice piece of gingerbread? Oh, no, you don't. I've been warned about you. Warned? Why, we wouldn't harm a hair of your lovely head, would we, girls? <laughs> oh, no? Well, how about Snow White? I'm Sleeping Beauty. And come to think of it, Hansel and Gretel. Oh no, I've read all about you. This can't be happening to us. 
you might just as well go back wherever it is you came from and, and you can take your old broomsticks with you. And that, this is another reason why I said it felt like really bad fan fiction, because a lot of fan fiction have people inserting their favorite characters from other media into the story they're writing about. And that's basically what this was. It was three characters from other stories put into a story for no reason other than to just be there. Then they and their fence of brooms, which she could have just walked through the brooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they went away. And she was on her way, and eventually she makes it to the end of the line. She's going to be crowned queen, and all of a sudden she is in this gigantic pink ball gown. Which looked like an upside-down cupcake wrapper to me. It. I liked elements of the dress, but they. I think they just felt like having her in a really fancy dress. Unfortunately, this party is interrupted by the Jabberwocky. Somewhere in there, she's running off, and Lester helps her while she escapes back into the real world. And all of the people come up behind the Jabberwocky with swords, like they're finally going to take him down. And he's sort of clawing at the mirror, like he's trying to get through to the other side, away mm -hmm. from them. Then. It's like she's having a really bad dream on the other side with her little jester doll on her lap and her mm -hmm. father comes in, wakes her up. They're supposed to have this little sentimental moment, which I was not touched by. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Don't show your kids. Don't waste your time. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> we, we have borne the pain for you. with my subject. I won't have it! Well, you don't have to yell! Who's yelling? Obviously she can't add or subtract. Does that mean I failed the test? I can become queen? Uh, well, if she can be a queen, I suppose you can. <laughs> oh, oh, hooray! Thanks for listening to this episode of Every Version Ever. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to the Every Version Ever YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.